Slack Guy. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of the Slack Guy podcast with me, your host, Dave Elliott, and everybody's favorite snake rat, Ben the Snake Rat Harbinson. How are you, Ben? Are you well? You're a liar, because before we started, he said, oh man, I have a migraine, I feel shit, wish I didn't have to be here, and I hit you, and I was like, hey, that's not the right attitude to start a podcast with, you're bringing me down, but luckily, no one can bring me down right now, because why? I've got a tan. People are probably like, Dave, what have you been doing to get a tan? Have you been away on holidays? I say, the only holiday I've been on, in true style of an old dad guy, in my back garden, nothing else for it to get out there and just have a drink and have a good time and people are probably thinking we've only had sun for two days really i'm saying yes but it was a bank holiday weekend so i made the most of it i was out from half five in the morning until 4 30 a.m the following day just in the sun sucking up rays probably getting weather beaten damaged by the elements but hey i look good i feel good and i'm an old dad guy and you got to make the most of it so yeah i am pretty tan some people say burnt you know, uh, well, that was quite uh, a side effect of of the fun that I had over the weekend is that I got burnt so much so that my wife, Catherine, said to me today, she was like, Dave, can you put a wee bit of cream on? And I was like, yes, or rub on my shoulders. And she was like, no, on your head. And I was like, on my face? And she was like, no, on your bald spot. And I was so heartbroken. I'd actually, for the first time, put sun cream on my wee bald head. That's how much of a bald guy, old guy that I'm getting. But I'm embracing it. I'm loving it. I think that's the key, isn't it? The happiness is just being content in and of yourself. Did you use the roll-on one for your head? The roll-on? The roll-on sun cream. What are you trying to say? That it's that ball that I need to get a, fu- a fucking paint roller and just fucking slap it on my big slap head? No, what I did is put it in my hand and rubbed it in my head. Why is that a thing, a roll-on? I mean, Manscaped there, sort of, that's the only roll-on I use, and I use it on my bollocks. But no, I haven't used a roll-on on my head. Thanks for that input. Normally, he sits there in silence, just making edit notes for videos and things, but chirps in when I'm a bald bastard. He's the one that makes me look doubly bald with these overhead lights. I didn't even want to... He put a rigging system. Anybody that's listening to the audio of this, get over to YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and watch it over there, and you'll see what I mean about this piece of shit getting a fucking light rig in here that just beams down on an already thinning part of my hair again the only part of me that is thins my hair and it makes me sick but we're just you know we're embracing it it is what it is i've used up all my testosterone my hair's falling out my beard's going gray i'm stinking but hey i've got children i'm married i'm, I'm off the shelf anyway so it doesn't matter i don't need to be to be sexy anymore still got it up here i've still got it up here well memories of being sexy up here don't actually have any um brains but yeah i had a great weekend i had a fun time i spent it with family we had um my in-laws and my i don't want to say outlaws which is just my actual parents i don't know if that's a a phrase round to the house for a barbecue and i mean there's nothing that says you're a full-grown responsible adult man than whenever you're having your own dad round to your house for a barbecue and he's not allowed near the grill. That's when you know you're a, you're a full adult. I was at the grill, cooking the food, enjoying myself, drinking cold beers, you know, doing proper dad things, like whilst drinking beer. I actually cut the grass whilst drinking a beer, which probably to my neighbours looked like a problem. And they look out, well, there's David cutting the grass. Why is he drinking a bottle of San Miguel? Hey, I want to feel like I'm on holidays. And what's a better way to make it feel like you're on your holidays than drinking a Spanish beer? You know, when our cerveza, if you want, while doing household chores. Now, did I nearly roll the lawnmower over my foot when I was wearing flip flops? Yes. What did I, did I have maybe one too many San Miguel's? Yes. But it was a good time in the sun. And then continuing on with just being an older dad guy, 
yes, I fell asleep in the sun with a beer in my hand. And I think that's, you know, if you look, if, if I look back on myself as an 18-year-old and said, Dave, what do you want to be doing when you're 34? I'd be saying, in my back garden with my family. I mean, it sounds like I'm about to die. In my back garden with my family around me before I die. You know, before I just fall asleep in the garden, beer in hand. And that's how I've ended up as burnt as I am. And I must admit, falling asleep in my back garden was one of the, um, probably one of the more safer, appropriate places that I've fallen asleep. I think that's part and parcel of getting old is you, you just fall asleep places. Ben, are you, are you a dad? Would you fall asleep places? Maybe you shouldn't already. Uh, not yet. No, I'll tell you a couple of places that I have fall. I once fell asleep when we were out for dinner, <laughs> which is pretty bad. Me and my wife on a date, I just fell just fell asleep. It's such a big meal and a few glasses of wine. Just she went to the toilet. I mean, she was either doing her makeup or shitting the place down. But she was away long enough for me to fall asleep. And then there's the waiter to be like, "Have you died?" And I was like, "No, nah. just really, really tired." Cheers. Then I fell asleep on an open top bus on a New York tour, which was pretty ignorant to be fair. Guy doing a full tour with a mic, being like, "Over here is uh, where the the terrorists drove the plane in 9/11." Boom. And I'm still asleep. He's like, well, it's ignorant, disrespectful to all those that lost their lives on a tragic day. And then probably the greatest place that I fell asleep um, was actually at the open golf. Like that was probably, and what's even better about it, I, I don't, I sort of thought this might have made television, but obviously it didn't. I can't remember the guy's name. He was, I think, a Slovakian golfer, maybe Slovakian or Czech. Could you check that up? Like Czech or Slovakian golfer but they don't have a Czechoslovakian name so there you go you know it could be one or other it's like but he was playing a shot and one of the stewards had to wake me because I was snoring too loud and he couldn't concentrate on a shot because there was a full grown adult man lying in the rough beside just just snoring and it wasn't because I was drunk or hung over in that instant just really tired and sometimes when you need to snooze you need to snooze so yeah I've done that I've fallen asleep have you found anyone? nope nope alright well I will find that guy and I'll talk, tell you about it next week. But yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. And then obviously when you wake up in a place like that. It's actually not the first time, by the way, I've fallen asleep on a golf course. I once fell asleep at the Scottish Open. Golf, just lying. To be fair, I was pissed at this point. But um, I was just lying on the grass. It was a hot summer day. The grass was nice and soft. I had a few beers. I was just lying there. Fell asleep. And my mates being really sound, they just followed the golf around and left me. So it was just a, a drunk guy. It was actually a child woke me. Um, and at that point, I wasn't a father myself, so I just felt absolute shame. Whereas if it was a dad, I'd have been like, here, listen, you know the struggle, get on with it. That was pretty awkward, I just woke up not knowing where I was, like, where the fuck am I, no one to know around me. I ended up having to just, you know when you just wake up and you get the dribbles? I dribbled on my beard, I crossed my eyes, I'm just in the middle of Inverness, of all places, why have golf there? But that was one, but then when I fell asleep at the uh, at the actual Open, you know, that was new, probably to other people, new level of embarrassment. But to me, shook it off. I'm like, here, I'm a dad. This is what we do. We just sleep places. Be embarrassing. That's it. And boy town. Um, what? Boy town, oh, I thought you were, you were just saying things that are embarrassing. Oh, by the way, boy town. That was fucking embarrassing, wasn't it? <laughs> Speaking of boy town, actually, I am doing another podcast with Shane at the minute called Dad Boys. Because again, I refuse to do a podcast with him without the, the word boy in the title. But one of the things the producer said to us as a note, producer Dan, big respect, he goes to us, he's like, listen, we need this to be less boy town. Which was insulting, but also, you know, sometimes you just have a little bit of, you know, you, 
you see a little thread for banter, and sometimes, and it's yeah, is it maybe slightly homoerotic banter? Yes, but do you see we thread hanging down? You pull it, obviously, but apparently we're not allowed to do that whenever we do that. But I'll talk about that, boys, later. But yeah, I just thought you were saying you're, you know, are you embarrassed, Ben, as a as the former producer of Boytown? Are you embarrassed you to be associated with that, or do you look back at those days as fond, um, unpaid labour? <laughs> Yeah, nice. And do you must? Here's an honest question: For do you prefer doing this podcast? Absolutely. And why so? Because you're making me. Hey, listen, I'm making him, coercing him. This guy over here is like this. What we don't know about this studio, it may look beautiful apart from the fucking rigged lights, but this is a prisoner war camp, and I just keep him kept in here. The snake rat has a cage in the corner. He's like he's like a Mexican child on the border to the America. I just keep him in the cage and feed him just cheese. Not what the Mexicans like to eat, just cheese. Like spicy cheese, obviously. I just feed him spicy cheese and toenails, which I just bite off and spit on in the corner. But other than that, you know, you enjoy when I let you out once a week to produce this podcast. Fresh air's good, yeah. I oh, don't let him out, you know, don't even open the window, just let him out of the cage. But, um, yeah, how, and, and how do you feel the the progress is going. I mean, this is behind-the-scenes stuff we should be not talking about on the podcast, but hey, fuck it, this is what we do. How do you feel the progress is going, Benny? Are you, are you, do you feel we're on the right track? A steady incline, I like it. Yeah, it is a steady incline. But you know what? Here's the thing. He is a... How would you describe yourself? You are a... You know, you you're, you like you like steady growth. I'm, I'm ignorant and selfish, and I'm like, why the fuck is this podcast not doing numbers? Like, why are we not doing big numbers like why are there other like there are some other podcasts out there that do big numbers i've listened to them and i'm going this is some of the worst shit ever boring boring uh shit i've ever heard in my life and you have this guy having effectively a breakdown every week and it's gold and it's not doing anywhere near the numbers and see if the people this is what i'm saying to you listeners the loyal listeners the sly hards the rider slies you guys need to recommend this to other people. You need to say, get onto the YouTube, look for Dave Elliott, Sly Guy Podcast, subscribe. You get to see this big tan mush every week, losing my mind, arguing with this guy, letting him out of his cage. It's a good time. Get on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Fucking it's SoundCloud where we put it out. Yeah, SoundCloud, does anyone even use that anymore? I don't know. But let's get the the, the listening figures out. Share it on Instagram stories, help your boy out, we are, I called us the Burnley of podcasts recently, we are consistent, we're always in the Premier League, but we don't necessarily get the plaudits we deserve, and we're working on less of a budget with a smaller team than a lot of other podcasts, but we're still bringing it, you know why? Because ultimately, we believe in good podcast content, above all else, the rest will come, if you build it, they will come, as Kevin Costner says, there we go, but I need you guys to be spreading the word, say listen to it, share out my video clips, Help a brother out. Send it in WhatsApp if you want. Do you know what I mean? But some of the things I see out there, some of the podcasts that people are like, and for a start, I'm going, well, that's made up. Bullshit bollocks. They don't have any. Boring. They're just copying other podcasts to snore. You know, this guy and this guy need the support. We're taking over. You know, if we can get the numbers up, I believe this is... I be, you know what? I've said before, this is the best solo podcast in the country. You need... You, Come at me, name me another solo podcast that's every week just one guy killing it like this. And you know what I'll do if you can if you can name one better? 
I was going to say suck my own dick, but that can't be the go-to for everything. I'm always wanting to suck my Maybe that's just something subliminally I want to do. <laughs> you know, the first thing I'm like, listen, if you get me 200 um, re- reviews on Apple Podcasts, I'll suck my own dick. See, if I sell out Ulster Hall, I will suck my own dick. In fact, I might have suggested rimming myself at some stage. Again, have to have the ribs removed to do that. But listen, let's get the numbers up. Every week they're creeping up, but I want YouTube to take over. I want there to be, you know, views... I want there to be views on YouTube, and that's why people need to share the video. And see if you don't, there will come a point. I am that unhinged and angry and grumpy as an old guy. that I'll just say, fuck it, I'm not doing it anymore. Even though I love doing it, I'll just say, fuck it. And Ben will be left in this studio in a cage to die. So, I mean, if you want the guy to die, you know, fuck yous. But, you know, that's, that's the truth. But again, sometimes I just think, you know what? Some people just don't appreciate good humour and are happy to just, you know, do the middle of the road, fucking all the... All the sheep, I sound like a COVID denier. All the sheep, just fucking listen to that boring shit. Just let it go in your thicket. But see the see the genius, see the. Uh, I nearly said scope, but scope is for handicapped people and not what I meant to say. <laughs> I meant to say that place, you know, where they're really intelligent. What's when the super geniuses go to? Not scope. You're really proving your point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mensa is what I meant. <laughs> listen, see all you scope guys, listen to this podcast. If ever there was a podcast for scope, listen, I'll tell you another thing. There's room in this desk for more sponsors. So listen, if scope want to send us, I don't know what they make, those guys make. Don't they make like little wooden blocks and stuff and then write your name on it if you want to make me I wouldn't scope box. Give me an ash. Make me an ashtray. Send it. Send it in. We'll have scope as a sponsor of the podcast. Big love to scope. But what I'm saying is, I would like my audience to be Mensa members. You know. But again, I'm <laughs> I'm open to scope. You know. I mean, listen. There's scope for scope in this podcast, and also there's scope for Mensa on this podcast. But guys, my roundabout, roundabout way. What I'm saying is, more people need to listen to the podcast. But also, I'm going to get cancelled for that last line. <laughs> so here, listen. We're going to be cancelled. But listen, scope. <laughs> what the what did I, what the fuck did I even go off? What was I even talking about before then? Being sunburned, and then scope. Where do you get it? I was going to say we we cover everything on the spectrum, but I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm I'm not going there. I've gone far enough already. Um, but yeah, I'm sunburned. Maybe that. Maybe that's it I'm having. I've got sunstroke. There you go. So if anyone wants to cancel me after that, I've got sunstroke. You know, so you guys are the problem, not me. I'm a victim of sun, sunstroke. <laughs> he said sunscope. <laughs> I've been out in the sun so long. <laughs> and I go, oh, I know said my brain became irritated. But I didn't. I didn't. We're back in the room. Wow, what even happened? Listen, I'm losing the run of myself. You know why, Ben? I think this is why I've lost the run. Why? Why my brain's gone? I'm, and you might feel this too, Ben. You are a... <laughs> say a loyalist. You're a loyalist. You're a loyal... No. You're a loyal banger guy. A, what is... Are we Bangorians? Is that what we're called? Who decides that? No, who decides that it's a Bangorian? Is a person. Not just a banger. Yeah, I mean, listen, I want to... First, listen. Do you want me to... Should I just let it loose? Open House Festival. Why, am, why is the King of North Down not booked for a show? Seriously? 
fucking bringing some of these bloody ponces and nonces into the, the great kingdom and not getting the king. Fuck you. Anyway, so who decided I was going to... I'm, if I'm camp, campaigning about anything, I'm campaigning, get me on the, the bill. The people at Bangor need, the, need their king. Somebody's fucking riffraff just blowing in from fucking wherever into my wall garden doing stand-up shows. Fuck that. So, disgrace. And I, this is a thing. See, blow-ins, the North Down. That's what's in the up over the May Day period. See the fuck... The people... Like, forget COVID passports to get into bars. We need to have a North Down passport system. We need to build we need to build a wall and stop people. Do not you know what? I might even I might even tighten it a bit and say Merino. You're not allowed pass you can stay in Hollywood because you know, that's fine. Mer, you know, go down going to Sea Park or whatever, but you can't get past Merino. That's where the maybe Crawford's burn, but then the people come to Crawford's burn ruin it. It's the worst. What I love here, Ben is normally an androgynous asexual um, I think the word again I was looking for was expressionist but I've just I've just called you uh, not an expressionist that's an art form um, for, and scope also do some great uh, expressionist pieces but what I wanted to say was um, <laughs> you're expressionless not androgynous that means I think of no gender you know asexual means makes love to nothing so you're not a non-gendered non-sexual guy because you're a very sexual male you're very strong about that. You actually have a tattoo on your arm that says White Power. And then below it, you have the wee male logo. And that's the kind of guy that he is. But you're normally quite exp- expressionless over there. Today, you've been you've been laughing a bit. You've been covering your face a bit. Right there, you you, you let out a real, oh, like, a, you, you know, a dad at a at a council meeting when, when they're being told that they're going to open a new play park right at the back of your house. You're like, oh, no, fucking not on my dead, not over my dead body. What was that? The people coming to Crawfordsburn, you don't like it? I wouldn't You wouldn't? Cut it off? Yeah. That would be cruel, because my, my parents are based down there. But, I mean, you know what? There actually is genuinely a fence, you know, to partition my parents' house um, from the District 9 that appears on the beach during the sunny days. I mean... There is, I think, if you see, obviously we've spoken before about Lil Nas X's Montero video on this podcast where he um, was, you know, grinding on Satan. You know, I mean, my reference is better here. I'm not going to, you know, talk about grinding on Satan. But what I'm saying is in that particular video, he does a very flamboyant jump and then rides a stripper pole (laughs) to hell, basically, and lands on Satan's lap. What I feel like is the train service from Belfast to Bangor on a hot summer's day is kind of like the gateway to hell because the, the, the scoundrels that are coming into my kingdom without a passport are a disgrace. See, coming to the beach is something really irked me last week. I was taking the dog for a walk on a Saturday morning and there was an, a man who, again, I, I, I have different um, levels of respect for people and like... If I'm the king of North Down, I should be able to give out knighthoods and CBEs and MBEs and things, you know, except they'd be called, if it's a member of the British Empire, you'd probably be like a member of the North Down Empire, you know, an MNDE would be what you'd receive from me. But this gentleman was there, an older man walking the beaches of Ballyhome with bin bags, picking up the rubbish that scoundrels left the previous day slash night. And I thought this guy is a hero. But hey, what's what's the council doing? 
You know, they constantly need to be doing two things. They need to be cleaning up the beaches, stopping people getting on the beaches to break drinks, and then thirdly, need to be putting pressure on the Open House Festival to book the King for a show. But you know what? I'm not going to do one now. Even if you ask me, I'm saying no. I'm cutting off my nose to spite my face because you've hurt my feelings. And then see, next year, when you want me, can't have me. But yeah, it's bad. It's a bad crew, like, getting in. The beaches are, are ravaged. You know, with people who, to be fair... That that's the summer holidays. You know, even even if the the world was open, that's the summer holidays. They come down. They're they're like the original sea swimmers because these people now just are, you know, have have gone for sea swimmers before. I want to point out, you know, respect where it's due, but I I, I don't offer any respect to sea swimmers. Fuck them. But um. These guys were coming down swimming in shipping channels just as if it was the summer holidays. These guys who, again, instead of wearing swimming shorts, would just wear Adidas tracksuit bottoms going into the sea and drinking barracks of cider. But, I mean, that, that to some is a good time. But if you're going to do that, bring the barracks back with you. You know what I mean? Don't just leave them in the sea. And then, obviously, when they come out, like fucking Cisco or whatever their kids are called, come out with use condoms in their hands and stuff and you know rather than just throw it back in the sea like you would like a fish that you caught that you're like oh gross these guys are like you know eating it like a fruit you know this is a problem and without being uh, classist it's fucking north down there needs to be a wall there needs to be the train stopped and the one thing I will say I put a decree out over the weekend I said stop the trains coming into Bangor and guess what they did Ben listen they stopped the trains from going past Carnalee so what I'm saying is I have some sway I've spoken in this podcast before about people mugging me off and I end badly for them. Hey. And I real. <laughs> Stop letting the bodies in. And the council. And you know what? See if you're, you're people who are going to beaches and drinking. Have fun. Be sensible. Stop leaving your rubbish on the beach. We doggies can eat it. You know feral people like Ben when he's let out of his cage will eat rubbish that he sees and you know, just have a bit of responsibility. Am I an old guy now that I, this is annoying me so much? Uh, like I was walking, I was driving back from walking the dog because I'm, I'm not a total, again, I'm not a total lazy bastard but the dog's got wee joints, he's still a wee puppy. So whenever I was driving back, just kids walking along just the, the main street in Ballyhome with just 10 glasses of vodka. Like see, when it was my day, I would have hidden the ten glass of vodka. Did you ever used to go out and hide drink, Ben? Yeah. Where Where would you hide the drink? Like, what would you would be your move for hiding it? We always just have backpacks. And backpacks. Frosty Jacks, Frosty Jacks. I like that. That's good. In a backpack, I I didn't think of a backpack. What I would have done would be taking a ten glass bottle of Bacardi and stowed it in my, in my rectum, and I would have put it in there, cut down to the beach, actually the boathouse at Carnley, and it would have been like, guys, get your shot glasses out. Papa's got a surprise. And it would have just been a good time for a lot of people. And then when I was finished, you know what I did? Back in the rectum. And only once or twice have I forgotten that I'd done that. And then a few days down the line, a bit awkward. But in that moment, I was saying, listen, if you want to go down and party, have a good time, act wise, and bring your rubbish with you. That's all I ask. Listen, if there's any, you know, companies out there who are about cleaning the beaches or cleaning the streets... You know, again, I sound like a, a police guy in line of duty. I'm here to clean out the streets. If you want to clean up the beaches, you want to get in touch, you want this guy to be the face of a clean beach, holler at your boy. And I will suggest to, to children who are underage drinking, you know, put your empties up your ass. Let's do it. Bring them home. And there you go. No one will have a problem. But that's the worry. You know, that's the worry that I have. Is it my do- and see if my dog eats a bottle top or something. I will be like Liam Neeson and Taken. I will just 
get a, I will get a reverse train. I will get the train from Bangor to Finnegan. <clears throat> and I will get out and I will get people for making my dog sick. I'll be like John Wick. Except they'll call me John Dick. <laughs> Ironically, not because I've got a big piece, just in an ironic way. I'll get them. But there we have it. You know, there. That's all I want to say about it. And probably just on that note, should probably give you an update on my mental health as well. I know <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, hey, we're, we were in the doldrums a little bit. You know, now I feel like, you know, we are we're on the mend. You know, we're feeling better for a good few weeks here. And thanks to everybody who got in touch to say that they enjoyed listening to my... Um, I mean, it's probably wrong. Cheers to everybody who said they enjoyed listening to my turmoil. I appreciate that. See, everyone was like, fucking Davey, do more of that. Try and kill yourself next time. Be fucking great entertainment. Um, <laughs> cheers to everybody that reached out and said that talking about it helped. I appreciate that. You know, obviously for me, I'm not an expert on a lot of things. Again, I did try to say that the smartest people in the country remembers the scope, which may be the case, but I meant Mensa. Um, and I just want to say that, yeah, I appreciate that, that anybody can get something out of it. Because, again, for me, all I can say is when I speak about things or share my problems, it helps. So, I mean, obviously, if there's more to that, get in touch with professionals and speak to them about that. But for me, um, you know, I genuinely do feel a bit better. And also, you know, the way they say thing, bad things come in threes, that is true. And obviously, I had a, a bad mental health week. Then I crashed my car because, hey... What else are you going to do? And then see, guess what happened to me, Ben? Broke another bastard tooth. This time eating a cookie. And I had to go and get half my tooth taken out. And again, it's the exact same tooth that I had removed on the on the opposite. It's not the exact same tooth because that would be weird to be back in. But the like the symmetrical tooth on the other side. And then my dentist was like, would you, would, did you have any like traumatic like um, impact injuries? And I was like, probably when I fucking crashed my car, I gritted my you know, teeth and got a big bump. She's like, yeah, I could do it. She's like, did you ever play impact sport? And I was like, that's all I ever did, impact sport. I played rugby and she's like, oh, do you know where a gum shield? I went, nah, of course I fucking didn't. Because again, ironically, like calling myself John Dick, I have a bad gag reflex. Now, if you listen to Boy Town, you probably think, listen, this guy could just, you know, smuggle Frankfurters down his gullet. But no, I put in, uh, so I can't even get dentures down the line. But, yeah, I just never wore a gum shield, and I've nearly I bit the top of my tongue off once. That was pretty shit. And then I have yeah, just basically cl- crashed on my teeth. But I'm hard as fucking of stonehead, so don't worry about it. But yeah, that was it. I had to go for an emergency dental appointment, which guess how much it cost? Hundred and fifty quid for ten minutes. Just went in, and the the dentist was like, "Oh, good news about it is your filling's loose." Bing. She said, "Good news about it is your tooth loose." Bing. 150 quid, where you go, enjoy your Sunday dinner. <laughs> it's like a oh, hot great. But to be fair, it was good service. And um, I got mugged off because I wanted to join the dentist uh, insurance plan, dent plan. They were like, nah, you, you can't sign up to it now because your face is an absolute fucking shambles. And they wouldn't take it on. He goes, that's like trying to insure a car with no wheels. And I was like, hey, there we go. That's it. So that's where we're at with the uh, mental health update. I still don't have my car back. And um, I was going to come on to this week's podcast with a great deal of aggression and anger about the accident repair company um, who have my car. Now, I, all I want to say is I don't want to name the company because that is immature, but also what I will say is two wrongs don't make a... Okay? And I was on the phone. I just rang up. You know, there's a problem. I got a new... I went to uh, a new insurance company. I was with AXA 
for years, never a problem with AXA. Then my, my dearest wife decided, listen, we'll renew the policy with a different insurance company. We went for a new company. I don't want to say what the company is, again, in case there's any sort of legal issues. What I will say is the name of the company is the surname of a wartime prime minister and also the face of the company is a bulldog. We'll leave it there. But I went to them, and and yeah, on paper, it was cheaper per per year or per month, whatever way we pay it. I don't know because my wife just deals all my finances because, again, I said scope was where the smart people with high IQs go, so she just deals all the money. I just get given an allowance of £5 a day. So, and hence that's why I don't pay Ben. He lives in a cage. But um, that was all fine. It seemed a bit cheaper. But then the excess on it, double what AXA was. So whenever you drive into an old man just at a, at a set of lights, that's a problem. So um, I rang up the insurance. They were like, oh, I was given the go-ahead to to do the work to the, the garage. So I rang the garage and I was like, yeah, um, can I just get an update on what, what's up with the car? And they're like, well, we're waiting for the go-ahead from the insurance company. I was like, oh, I was just on the phone with the insurance company. And they said they've given the go-ahead. And this lady on the other end of the phone who was a receptionist was like, well, we haven't got it. And I was like, I'm so fucking right. Do you want to check again because they've said they've sent it? And she was like, yeah. And I said, look, to be honest with you, I just um, need to know when the car's back because, you know, kind of just need it. And she was like, well got a brand new Skoda Fabia and I was like yes and she was you should be happy and I was like well the beef why you know the Sco- the problem with it is I just said like I need my bigger car to fit my children's pram in to fit my children's car seats you know to put my my gimp suit and to fit my golf clubs in you know I need that bigger car the Skoda Fabia won't do and she was like yeah okay and it's hung up on me like that was that was very rude, but again, I just wish I'd have said to her, you know, giving giving me a Skoda Fabia to replace a Tucson is like, you know, having a guy go go to the hospital, having done like, you Ben, you were in the skating, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's a kickflip a thing. Could you do that off a rail? Yes, yeah, like someone trying to kickflip off a rail, but then plummeting six feet, landing on their shins, and then going to the hospital be like, listen, what we'll do is we'll just splint you up a wee bit. You go in the hospital, they're like, actually, amputated both your legs. And then you're like, oh, no, I've had my legs amputated. Then you come out of the hospital, and then one of the one of the insurance guys are like, here, listen, there's a sweet new pair of Jordans for you. I'm like, I get that it's a nice sentiment. I appreciate that. But got no legs, mate. Can't put me fucking shoes on me no legs, can I? I can't put my children in the Fabia, but that that being said, I'm scooting about in it, and the kids are just, you know, in the house as prisoners until I get the car. So, yeah, it's the third thing that happened to me by this week. Tooth out, car crashed, breakdown. And that's what we're at, you know, and it's, and it's, yeah, it's a good time. I am feeling more positive, though, generally. Speaking, my tooth isn't sore anymore. I know the car's coming back. Um, I'm feeling on the up, and of my first stand-up gig in about nine months. Coming up on Sunday at the limelight, I would say get tickets, but it's all sold out, which is um really really nice. It's a work. Uh, it's here's the thing. It's called a work in progress show. I I don't know why because I don't think I'm going to do any material and I'm going to do it Ulster Hall because I just feel like so much has happened and I've written so many wee bits and bobs during the lockdown. I'd rather just talk about that than stuff that I'm going to do in my Ulster Hall show. So if you go there on Sunday and you like what you see. Buy a ticket to the Ulster Hall show. There's still a few tickets available. And by when I say a few, 
um, there's there's a good amount. You know, they're, they're selling well. We haven't done a big promo push on it, but I was speaking to the promoter during the week, and they're like they're delighted with the ticket sales, and they think it will sell out. So I would be of the opinion to buy your tickets soon, please. And that way, as well, above all else, you know, it's, when people are like selling out and stuff and blah, blah, do you want to do that? Obviously, but for me, I just want to stop having to talk about it and tell people to buy stuff. You know, stop, you know, just go for it. It's going to be a good time. Sunday's going to be a good time. Um, I know a lot of people have been doing gigs during lockdown via Zoom. I, I didn't ever do a gig during lockdown on Zoom. I was offered some gigs. Um, during Zoom, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I was actually offered to open the Nolan show via Zoom, doing stand-up, and I politely declined because, um, you know, I want to work in the future, and I feel like that would be one of the hardest gigs of all time. It's bad enough opening for the Nolan show in front of an audience with people just raging to come and talk about the Irish sea border and then I'm in there talking about see my two kids the people be like so imagine doing that via Zoom and then when we were talking about it they were like listen you won't just get to do stand up you can like try and like have a bit of banter with the audience you can kind of you know if they're getting a bit leery you can kind of be like see you be quiet don't do any you know don't don't tell your commander and officer to fucking whack me but um I politely turned that down. I just thought, you know what, Zoom gigs sound awful. And on the bright side of that, the one thing I will say that's been beneficial um, over lockdown has been the podcast. And in terms of that's been a good outlet for saying things, doing things, you know, getting that, what's, what's that saying? Getting that, that comedy bone, you know, working, getting that comedy bone rubbed. I don't know what the sayings are, but like itch, itch in the com- stroking the comedy bone this podcast has been an outlet for that and obviously it's a lot of fun it's silly at times especially this episode jesus but um you know it's been good to do that and i'm glad i haven't had to do gigs via zoom because even general conversations via zoom can be a bit of a a bit of a challenge you know it's been you know you you make a joke and then the line's bad and people are like what'd you say mate and you're like oh it's just made a joke would, was, doesn't matter you know imagine doing actual stand up like that it'd be horrendous but listen there's a story I saw this week um, speaking of Zoom that I wanted to talk about did I send you the story Ben to look at or did I just mention it to you do you think just an image and that was it an image yeah just an image Um, let me just see this Zoom gig here Um, yeah so the gig the, the image that I sent to Ben was this is this is a guy has had, let's just say, difficulties as a result of being on Zoom. The 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 headline of story: lawmaker steps down after urinating naked into a coffee cup. A Canadian lawmaker stepped down to, and I love this in quotes, seek assistance after he was caught urinating into a coffee cup on a video call during government proceedings. Now that's bad enough. You'd think, oh, for fuck's sake, what have I done? The second time. It's happened to him. And um, William Amos announced he'd be taking a break just a month after he had stripped naked on a different call in April um, after he'd returned home from a run. He insisted both incidents were accidental but said he's deeply embarrassed. In a statement he explained, I didn't realise it was on camera. Um, it read, Last night I was attending a House of Commons proceedings virtually in a non-public setting. I urinated without realising it was on camera. Now, the question I have for that, like, it's okay if you're naked on Zoom, you accidentally leave a camera on. Why is he pissing in a cup? 
Like, that's what hit me is the weirdest thing. Like, if you're going to just go and piss in the toilet, you know, if you, but to me, that would make me think the guy's a bit of a exhibitionist sex pervert guy. Like, if it, if it was an accident, he would have, you know, maybe just left the room, done a piss, come back, whatever. But he just like pissing into a cup in front of the that's the most embarrassing bit. Now, what I like about it here, he, he, although he's a Canadian politician, it's a very Northern Irish type politician response saying, like, I'm going to seek help, but I'll still be there for my constituents. So um, he's still going to be working. And he said, while it's accidental, not visible in public, it was completely unacceptable, and I apologise unreservedly. I'll be stepping aside temporarily from my role as a parliamentary secretary and my committee duties to seek assistance, but I'll still continue to represent my constituents, and I'm grateful to be their voice in the parliament. I mean, I don't know if I'd like him to be my voice in the parliament, if you know what I mean. Um... But yeah, he's in, he's in no bother about it, you know. Um, the video is a great excuse. I accidentally turned on my camera when I was getting changed after I went for a jog. You're like, I spoof you fucking twat. Um, and then this is lad Bible. Second story is Muslim woman enraged as Starbucks wrote her name as ISIS on a cup. To be fair, name is ISIS. To be fair, something. Spelt wrong, but yeah. Um, yeah, Starbucks is open. I actually drove past Starbucks earlier and it was open to the public again, which is nice to see, like as in not just the hatch. You know, obviously that we spoke before about being this guy's priority to hook me up with a, a coffee, but people were actually in the shop and it was nice to see. Um, I actually went out from a first um, meal out after lockdown in a public setting and it was nice brought my ba- brought my baby with me my, my baby and and also my child and be, imagine how gross it'd be if in 2021 you refer to your spouse as your baby you know it's my baby me and my baby gross but yeah me Catherine and baby Matilda went out for lunch Holly just, she's the cool shit no she was at school or whatever she went out for lunch and it was um it was really nice it was nice to just sort of feel normal again obviously you get the masks on and you you go out and it was yeah it was a nice time. Have you been out anywhere since Ben or your family yeah, eating? Saturday for my wife's birthday. Where'd you go to? Uh, Harris's of Grey Abbey for your breakfast. Nice breakfast. Are you a breakfast man or do you prefer like would it be a something you'd be into? I, I do enjoy a good breakfast. Yeah. See, Catherine, my wife is a vegetarian, and I didn't know that um, when we first started dating. Otherwise, you know, wouldn't have pursued that, but. Um, she's not a big breakfast woman, you know, she is like, it's kind of wasted on me, and whereas I am all about breakfast, like if I get a nicer breakfast, you know, that that's me happy, you know, if you get a good, like a, 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 a good breakfast is the best of all meals, I think, when you're out, there's sets nothing, the sets you up for the day, breaks your fast, which, you know, is the name, but it, it's just brilliant, and we went there for our lunch, and it was just the right time, so it was like brunch, lunch, that I could get a, a bit of you know, breakfast bap, very nice. Catherine got, speaking of like, Catherine got something that you'd think that the train service from Finnegy to the Banger would be called. It was called Eggs Purgatory. And, um, you know, it's vegetarian. I just think they make up things for vegetarian people. They pick something and then just put a really um, weird thing on it. This is called Aubergine Afterlife and it's just a combination of flavours. And she enjoyed that. So that was all grand. We went in this wee place and it was, it's, it's like a bit of B&B um, banger basically, but a real good cafe. We were in there and the setup was quite weird because just us in this room. So we were at a table like this. I was sitting here at the table. Baby Matilda was there. Catherine was there. But then there was another table 
at the end of our table, but facing directly at us. So there's just these two ladies, a, a woman and then an older lady, her mother, we found out. But um, this woman was 10 out of 10, by the way. Not as in fucking sexy, but like banter, you know. I mean, she was a pretty lady too, but 10 out of 10 banter. And it's something you just have really missed being locked down. It's just a brazen older lady that, in a polite way, gives zero fucks. You know, not at all. They were just sort of chatting. There was the odd occasion where, like, they were speaking to staff. And I sort of thought, you know, are they talking to us? And, you know, you, you politely just turn over and then sort of smile. Then out of nowhere, she just goes, what age is your baby? And I was sort of like, I look around. It's like an audience there. It's like, I'm talking to you. Who else has got baby in here? And I was like, all right, no need to be a dick. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, she's... um. She's fucking eight months. I nearly forgot what she is. She's eight months. And then Catherine's like, yeah, eight months. And the, the woman goes, big, isn't she? <laughs> Catherine's like, yeah, well, I guess so. You know, she's, you know, whatever, just a baby. And then the woman goes, aye, but dad's hardly small, is he? And I was like, all right. I should. What I should have done was like, I'm not her dad. But I didn't. I was like, all right, okay, that's, you know. That's fine. And then, like, you know, I was just trying to eat my breakfast and sort of carry on. I thought I was going to be chatting. She goes, we're trying to guess her name. What's her name? And we were like, well, what do you guess her name is? And the mum goes, Emma. And we're like, well, coincidentally, that is her middle name. So good guess. And then she was like, yeah, we thought you might have had a weird name. Like, and then she said something like, like Cecily or something. And we are like, nah, it's Matilda. And she was like, yeah, it's pretty weird too, to be fair. We're like, all right, you know, just chill out over there. Then the daughter starts, um, like, looking at me going... I know you and I'm going I don't know do you because this sometimes happens you know because people maybe have seen you doing something maybe the podcast or being on other podcasts or hey on television because I was there for a bit and um, I just was like I don't know and she goes mm. and then the old woman just goes are you my bin man <laughs> and I went no and she goes you look like a bin man and I was like, well, is, is there a generic look for a bin man? And she was like, yeah, they're just normally bigger guys that look like you, scruffy. And I was like, oh, wow. So I'm a big, fat, scruffy bastard, basically. And then um, she's like, no. And then this is this is one of the greatest sayings that you ever get. And it's like, you know someone means well and not offence, but it's always such a patronising thing to say. I go, you do that way comedy, don't you? And you're like, yeah, you know, I, I do. Just, and again, I don't know why it's such an old man thing to say. I always answer back with, for my sins, which makes no sense. You know, if this is punishment, you know, that's fine. So then we're just chatting away. And she's like, oh, did I see you on that TV show, The Rave Show? Then the old woman goes like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, a show with like, you know, dance music and stuff. And she goes, you're a bit old for that, aren't you? And I was like... Ah, well, you know, I don't know. She goes, I guess. And then, like, that's all fine. We're joking about like that. She goes, genuinely, she looks at me and goes, but seriously, oh, during the day, are you my bin man? <laughs> and I was like, nah, I'm not your bin man. And she goes, you look like it. What is it, the place she said I looked like I could work at? It was like, I don't know what these places are, but she used the term for it. But she basically said, like, the job is you throw old, broken bits of cars on a scrap heap. And she's like, I can see you just with a wheel over your head. And I said, yeah, I can fucking see myself with a wheel brace over your head if you don't fuck up. Let me eat my bloody sausage. But yeah, it was a good time. And she was, to be fair, good crack. And I enjoyed being out in public, having a chat again. And again, I'm I'm not a bin man, to, to, to my knowledge. Again, I admit I do have the look of a bin man, but it was nice to see her. And then, you know, again, 
it was it was nice to just be out in the public chatting to people. And it's nice to be recognised as a bin man. You know, it's nice obviously to to sort of someone to have seen the show that we did, but it's also nice to be recognised as a bin man and be told I'm a fat scruffy cunt. You know, that's lovely of a way to enjoy it. And to be fair, do you think that put me off my breakfast? No, at it all. Interface I was like, yeah, it's energy to fucking tell a difference between the blue bins and the black bins, which is why I'm a member of Scope. <laughs> but yeah, it was a nice time. Speaking of nice time, should we do the, talk about Patreon or do the we'll do should we do the the reads first here? We'll do the sponsor reads. The podcast is brought to you by Bebe Adrianos. We are delighted to be sponsored by Bebe Adrianos because we say this: we love to be sponsored by some somewhere local. We love like oh, why do I sound like I'm the UVF? We love locals only, locals only. Ah, no, we love to be sponsored by somewhere local that we believe in and we think is a great spot. And there's no better burrito bar in the country than Bebe Adriano's, and it's multi award winning. You know, not just us think it. They wherever there are awards for burritos, they respect them. Also, you can get burritos, burrito bowls, fajitas, and if you're a physique guy like me, you can just have salads. Delicious. Um, you can choose from any of their fillings, which is vegetarian for weirdos like my wife, chili con carne, chicken, beef, pulled pork for beef eaters and fat bin men like myself. Um, they've got delicious uh, salsas such as sweet corn, tomato, salsa verde, habanero salsa. Wow, I can speak Spanish as well. Not to mention delicious box meals that we're big fans of here. We, of course, are big fans of Dirty Cock and Cow Box, which is the ultimate in flavours. I mean, Ben's a man who says it many times. He's like, I love eating box. And I said, I know, and that's why we get sponsored by Bebe Adriano's. And Dirty Cock and Cow Boxes, marinated steak, Mexican chicken fries, sweet potato fries, peppers and onions, tomato and corn salsa, lettuce with a sauce of your your choice. And our favourite is smoked paprika. They also have their trademark dirt box, which is what Ben actually calls his privates. And it's half chips, half rice, chicken, chili con carne, beef, pulled pork, peppers, onions, tomato salsa, sweet corn salsa, and cheese sauce of your choice as well as this Bebe Adriano's are running an 8 pound lunch meal at the minute which is a 10 inch burrito can or chilli chicken fries in a can or popping chicken and a wrap and a can what a what a bargain that is for all for 8 pounds um, so if you get the Bebe Adriano's app you can 10% off your first order or if you call in to the shop say Davey sent you and they might just, I don't know, put a wee bit more chicken in your burrito or something. Just give you major respect and also a passport into North Down. So if you want to get that, get their app, get 10% off. At the minute, I believe, if you get their app, you even get 20% off. That's a true fact. Um, as well as that, you can just give them a call on 02891479988. That's 02891479988. Tell them, Davey sent you, get your grub straight away. Speaking of grub and getting your eat on, it's coming with the Father's Day and if you want to get eaten out, you need to have shaved pubes and balls. And that's what Manscaped are here to do. They're here to make your pubic region Im- Im- immaculate. They're here to make your pubic region immaculate and full of... Vag- you know what I'm saying. Make it make it smooth. Make it edible. Make it deli- make it as delicious as a, as a dirty cock and cow box. But have a clean cock. Or if you're not a male, box. Yeah, just a clean box and a clean cock. Put the clean cock into the clean box from Manscaped. Um, it's Father's Day. You all know that. Your dad's looking to shave his pubes off. He'll never do it or openly admit to doing it unless he's a lawmaker in Canada that's got a Zoom call on. But, Ben, I know for a fact he's bought him. You, you bought your dad ball wipes, didn't you? Ball wipes and deodorant for the balls. You know, Ben's dad. You can say what you want about him. 
clean cock and balls all thanks to Manscaped hooked up with the podcast and you can get that too you got the lawnmower 3.0 which is a third generation trimmer so not only like there's been a first generation trimmer then I went that's not good enough second generation still not good enough third generation they've got this special ceramic blade to just stop you nicking your sack you don't want to knickknack paddywhack give the dog a bone this old man came rolling home with a shaved ball bag and shaft um, but these are the best tools on the market here at Manscaped and as well for Father's Day you can get the delightful performance package which is the perfect gift for your dad imagine surprising your dad with ultimate penis hygiene I mean nothing is better you know you could just be giving him the weed whacker clean up his nose and ears because again your dad will be an old guy like me probably just falling asleep having a beer having a good time um, you can get the lawnmower 3.0 because hey it's got skin safe technology um, it's a perfect trimmer you got the works the crop preserver ball deodorant the crop reviver ball toner and again especially Father's Day your dad's probably got a long wrinkly ball bag you at least let him have a long straight ball bag um, and get on the Manscaped get the boxers and a shed travel bag with it who cares get over there use the code at Manscaped SlyGuy for 20% off of free shipping that's all capitals SlyGuy at Manscaped.com and again use this code other podcasts are associated with Manscaped they don't need the money like we do because we're putting it back into the podcast Ben wants another rig for more lights to make me even more bald and let him let him live his dreams, and again, if we can get a bit more, you know, sponsorship on board, we can we can expand the podcast. And what what Ben? What else do you want for the podcast? You're the producer. What do we need? Just more lights. Just more lights. This guy is. We spoke about it in Boytown. Nobody knew. It's like Line of Duty. Who knows the identity of H? Nobody knew until the final episode. Ian Buckles. Nobody really truly knew the identity of Master Light until now. It's Ben, the man obsessed with illuminations. He is the Illuminati of illuminations. See this light that you get on the Lawnmower 3.0? Ben pops that on his button, uses it as a jewel. You know what I mean? He just lights up the skies. I don't know why he lights up the skies with his asshole, but that's what Master Light does, and Ben is Master Light. The Sly Eye Podcast is also brought to you by Modest Beer. Modest are an independent brewery crafting small batch beers to discern drinkers brewed and canned in Hollywood. Modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind to bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. They're not here to revolutionise the beer movement, but to add to it with a brand that's joyous, responsible, honest and modest. And if you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram Facebook at Modest Beer or www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist. Also, Modest are on the up. As well, they've got new premises, a big warehouse. They're going to be cranking up the volume of Modest Beer. So if you're a Sly guy, if you're a fan of the show, you're a Patreon, you're a Rider Sly, whatever, and you drink Modest Beer, get it on the Instagram. Tag me, tag Modest. Let them know that you heard it from this podcast. And then maybe they will buy us a new premises as well and we can just get Ben more lights than is fucking humanly imaginable. Um... Speaking of humanly imaginable, Patreon, we are up in the game over there with the Champions League Weird. We did the draw last week. In the next couple of weeks, we will have the first round of matches. Like like the Champions League draw, it's made early. The matches come months later. This is made, the draw is made, and we're going to be filming the, the full shebang in the next week or two. Is that right, Ben? Yeah, there we have it. We're going to do that. So that should be on Patreon within two weeks, the first round of matches, and then every week there after. And I mean, we're going to find out who the weirdest celeb or well-known personality is 
by doing this um, Champions League award. And it's a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun. So go over to patreon.com slash podcast and you can subscribe there for £2 a month. Get all the podcast, bonus podcast, everything else we have over there that's podcast related. Or if you want to subscribe for £4 a month, you get everything else. There's going to be a lot more bonus content going over there, especially when I leave work and it's my full-time job. It'll be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and as well as I said earlier, I, I need you to get behind the podcast. I need more backing. I need more viewings. I need more listens. I need more support and shares. So please, if you can, get over to Apple Podcasts. I want to 200 reviews. I'm up to 192. Bring bring it home for Davey. Get him to 200. Um, we got a review this week from James Dempster who just said, Five stars for Big Davy, and that's what we want from James. He said, genuinely enjoyable podcast every week, but most importantly, trying to get him 200 reviews for a special surprise in the podcast. Ben, do you remember what I said I would do if I got 200? Suck your own dick. Suck my own dick. I mean, listen, if if you if you go to Bebe Adriano's and you order a burrito, I'll suck my own dick. If you buy a Manscaped, I'll suck my own dick. If you drink modest beer, I'll suck my own dick. And if you get me on the 200 reviews, I'll suck my own dick. Also buy tickets to Ulster Hall. If it sells out on stage, you guessed it, I'll suck my own dick in front of a thousand people. I mean, that would definitely be something you wouldn't forget. You know, do my stand-up show. People would be like, oh, standing, standing round of applause. Standing ovation is what I'm looking for. Again, I can't get my, my scopes from my menses. But... People would be there to stand ovation to be like, what's he going to do now? Is he going to come on doing an encore? No. He's going to suck his own dick in front of a thousand people. But buy your ticket so you can be part of that a thousand people sharing a very intimate moment with me on the 17th of December. Ben, how long have we been talking for? 15. Jesus Christ, too long. Listeners' questions. Johnny Maxwell, no, seriously, what's the deal with Stephen Nolan? I don't know. I said last week, I don't know what the deal is with Nolly. But what I will say is there is no deal with Nolly with me doing the opening of the show because obviously, you know, that would have been the end of me. Adam Casey has said confirm and confirmed and please discuss. I thought it was just like some sort of Terminator guy. Confirm and discuss. Um, It's a tweet from Jake Paul. It says... Dear Tyrone Wood, Tyrone Woodley, Tyrone, what the fuck? Dear Tyrone Woodley, thanks for being the second MMA MMA fighter on my hit list. Uh, August twenty eighth, the five time UFC champion is getting knocked out by a Disney actor. No, I don't think he's a five time UFC champion. I think he was just a UFC champion for a long time. Maybe a five title defenses, not five time. But um, I mean, on paper. Tyrone Woodley should knock the absolute fuck out of Jake Paul because he's got a fucking Semtex in his hands. But Jake Paul just seems to beat people. And again, I think Jake Paul, he pays people off, clearly, but it's it's good banter. You know, people enjoy it and he makes an absolute shit ton of money. People still watch it. People still engage. If people are just like, who is this guy? Don't bother with him. He wouldn't still be there. But yeah, I'll probably want to see that happen. And it's like, you know, back in the 80s, when there was the the World Wrestling Federation was in its heyday and Rowdy Roddy Piper was going around the world winding people up. <coughs> people were tuning in to watch him lose, but he would never lose. Same with same with Jake Paul. People want him to lose, but he just keeps winning. And what happened to Ben Askren was totally embarrassing. And also Ben Askren took a bump for half a mil respect to that. As a dad guy, I would do that as well. JD Joe Riley has said question for the podcast. Did you learn an instrument at school? Yes, recorder. And all I could play was the theme song from Titanic. Badly. Um, but one thing I could do was use my anus to play it, so that's a gift in and of itself. Jack Cor said, What do you think of unis doing a fucking online graduation while pubs are open? Ha <laughs> ha. I can give a fuck. 
<laughs> I'm totally honest. I graduated. I was born. I graduated in criminology. I didn't give a fuck. I'm not a criminologist. I do nothing to do with criminology. I'm leaving my job, which is slightly to do with criminology, to become a full-time comedian at the end of the year. So, I mean, what's that got to do with anything? Don't worry about it. You'll do your graduation online. You'll forget about it in a week, and then you'll go and be, I don't know, just follow your dreams, Jack. Be whatever you want to be. Join your family and go and tour the world and sing. You know, that's all you need to do. Um, Naomi Mitchell said, what a tit. Now, I assume this will be a link she sent me, so it'll probably be a link to just a load of big tits. Because um, normally that is the kind of uh, content she likes to ask me questions. Let's see if it is a literal tit or a guy being a tit. Man left mortified by group text blunder while trying to ask out a bumble date. Oh, no. A man known only as British Will was forced to make a hasty retreat after trying to bag himself a date when he got carefully thought out message embarrassingly wrong. Oh no. The dating scene's never been easy, but it's got harder during the pandemic when it resulted in the dreaded talking phase lasting month on month due to lockdown restrictions. So as the rules begin to relax, it's understandable that frustrated singles might be looking to cast a pretty wide net in a bid to bag themselves a date. Enter a man known only as British Will. Poor Will, who appears to live in New York, decided to reignite some old dating app flames. Now that he's returned to the city, still single and ready much, re- very ready to mingle, sorry. Looking to utilise every ounce of his British charm, Will sent out a stock message to 14 women who had previously missed the opportunity for a real-life date to put the offer back on the table, but accidentally sent it to all of them in one mortifying group chat by accident, and it's fair to say they absolutely tore him apart. Oh, Will. Will, Will, Will. Oh, no. He's actually called it British Wales Angels. Is his group chat? Um, hey stranger, we matched on Bumble last year, but couldn't meet you to COVID. I just arrived back in the city and was wondering if you're still single. British Will. Oh uh, no, just text fourteen girls at once. Goodbye, sir. Ha ha. Oh my God, yes he did. Ha ha ha. Oh no, British Will might have to change his number. I also wait in the date with him and definitely catfished. Oh no, sly. CMCs. Oh no. I'm honestly a Volker Red Bull gal, also a Rosé fan, but yeah, oh no. Hilarious screenshots were shared on social media. Here are, and there we go, let me see. Never met up with him either, but happy to have met all of you. Never met up with him either, but he stalked me for months, months, munch? He stalked me for a munch. <laughs> Saying, hey stranger, and when are you getting together? Thanks British Will for connecting us. Got worse for British Will. Um, as they said, he was a huge catfish. Oh no, I would, I would definitely feel fairly bad if I had done that. Um, fair play to British Will, and hopefully you find love, and um, with one of those fourteen women. And the last question of the episode is from Owen Kelly. He says, "Davey, not a question, but after listening to you and the NBC on podcast for a few years, I'm very excited for the gig this weekend." Here we go. On that note, please listen to my other podcast, as well as this Dad Boys that we're doing on BBC Sounds. Again, it is kind of dependent on you guys supporting it, because it's, it's only a pilot. We've done six episodes, recorded the last interview today, and guess who it was with, Ben? Oh, uh, Davies, Alan Davies was episode two, but today's interview was none other than JB Gill from JLS, which was a lot of fun for me. I found it very hard to talk to him about parenting and not tell him that I just love JLS and love all their songs. I'm delighted they're coming back to tour again. So me and J- JB will be hanging out when he comes to Belfast. He promised me that. It's on the podcast. You can listen to it in a few weeks, probably be early July by the time that's out. So this week's episode with Alan Davies is out where we discuss birth 
And I said on the podcast very oddly that Alan Davies was a birthing expert, but he's not, clearly. Um, but that's this week. And then next week we're talking to Aaron Craskell. So, I mean, it's a, it's a fun episode. If you're a parent, it's worth checking out. It's um fun chat about parenting. If you're not a parent, it's just me and Shane being silly again in a podcast with boys in it. So there we have it, guys. It's been a fun episode, I think. There's there's plenty of, of laughs in there. Hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe on YouTube and anywhere else. want to get the podcast doing as well as I can. I appreciate that. Buy tickets to Ulster Hall Show. Um, if you're not from North Down, don't come to North Down. Guys, take care. See you next week. Bye. I'm the slack guy.